Hi everybody, it's Salai and welcome back to Salai's Corner. So, I'm gonna title this video, Stop Letting People Take Money for Your Work. So, just in case someone finds this separately, uh, I made a previous podcast um, talking about stop letting people take credit for your work. And in this podcast, I'm gonna talk about how that can lead, most likely, honestly, into someone then taking money for your work, okay? So, I spoke about that um, in mixed detail, uh, I will also note that I'm not, I, I think I was focusing about people who, um, they work for other people, they work for a company. So I wasn't talking about consultants or entrepreneurs, um, yeah, or you work for yourself, you know. Uh, if you don't work for yourself, I wasn't exactly tailoring the podcast for you, but I think I will go ahead and make a podcast focusing on you know here we're the working class or like the people working for come i don't know what it's called i don't know what those people are called i don't know what we're called like we work for a company what are, what are we called um um versus the people who either own the company or they own you know they, they, they are the head of that said thing right so let us begin and also, yes, if you have any questions, please email me at celiascorner at gmail.com. That is C-E-L-A-I-S-C-O-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. So one of the things that I kind of spoke about, and I'm going to begin obviously here, is Salai. You just told me that if people take credit for my so so if people take credit for my work, how am I supposed to even get paid for my work that I'm not being credited to, right? That's a very good question. That is a very good question. And the reason why I'm laughing, I'm not laughing at you or the question itself, but I want you guys to kind of see the ridiculousness of it all. I want you guys to see the fuckery of it all because this is just, it's a, just a bowl of fuckery. I just want you guys to see how ridiculous this sounds when you don't want to stand up straight and tall talking about some, I take credit for my work and I will get paid for my work. I get paid by the hour. My time is worth this much, you know? And I wanna talk about that. So let's say you, you aren't giving credit for your work, that you need to be paid for your time, okay? Which I guess maybe, maybe this can run along. This will be some of the types of things I'll say if you are a consultant or you work for yourself or you're an entrepreneur, you sell a product, you know? It, it kind of runs along the same lines of what I'm about to say here, which is you need to be paid for your time okay all of your hours are worth such and such much my hour okay and i and i feel like the average person it's not the i'm not average um i'm sorry oh my God. wow um i'm <laughs> i'm so shady um but i am not an average person i'm not an average person i don't feel so i don't live i never i don't know what that means um as it does not relate to me um, but I would, I would say like, depending on, let's say there are a group of people in a room that are like me, right? They're like what they need to be paid. How much is an hour of that time worth? It's probably, probably comes up to like, like $2,300. Okay. So where did that come from? I... I don't even, I don't want to explain. Okay, I'll leave a link probably in the description of this podcast to a video kind of explaining um, the whole, you know, what I need to be paid for hour or what is an hour of your time worth. Um, 
in the description of this podcast so hopefully i remember at the end of this and i will attach it but if not i will just make a new video a new podcast talking about you know what are you worth what is your time worth right so let's say an hour of my time is worth $2,300 an hour. Okay, how many hours do we have in a day? 24. I mean, I slept, I believe, when did I wake up? 6 a.m. Um, mm, seven hours. So let's say I get seven hours of sleep, right? And, you know, you know I obviously, you know, I have hours of eating. Um, so maybe like three or four hours where I have to eat food. Um, so like breakfast, maybe I don't, I don't eat, I don't eat in the morning time. I eat breakfast, but I don't eat it like in the AM. Um, so like breakfast, quote unquote, let's see, lunch, dinner, snack, juice. Well, I don't do juice, water. I don't know. Cucumber eating time. I don't know. You just, you eat food for maybe like three to maybe five hours right a day so that's seven hours plus like five hours right okay okay just just keep track right so maybe you have time that you exercise like right now I'm outside I wanted to do this all in one fell swoop this well obviously this okay I don't exercise for two hours usually at all if ever um, at one particular time but let's say you exercise for maybe like 30 minutes and then maybe if you're at a gym you gotta travel back to where you live. Maybe if you live on campus or like you need to go to like upper camp. I don't know where people have gyms, you know, where we're at your university or real life, you know, LA fitness or something like that, right? So 30 minutes that you might actually be just do like actually just exercising, right? And then let's maybe put in another 30 minutes that you kind of need to get home. So, um, so 50 minutes you need to get there, 50 minutes you need to get back, right? okay so that's like an hour and then of course there are people who exercise for like an hour so that's like an hour 30 so let's say two hours plus the five hours that you're eating three to five hours that you're eating plus the seven or eight hours that you should be getting sleep you know six to eight hours um, I recommend you get like maybe six to like like seven like seven or eight hours of sleep um, so if you keep, you know, you know what I'm, if you, if, hopefully you can see where I'm getting with this. You add up the hours that you're doing stuff that you need to do to live and be healthy and have a sane mind. You have to sleep. You have to fucking eat. Okay. Even if you drink those smoothies, which I detest, you know, the soylent, you know, the thing that they keep in a warehouse that was found with mold. <laughs> okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, but <clears throat> you know, you're, you have the time where you have to be sane and be healthy and live like you got to sleep you got to eat okay hopefully you're i would say you have to exercise to find some form of mobility to maintain an athletic mind and athletic body um so what else do people do shower okay you fucking showering okay please get in that shower you are showering so showering getting ready getting dressed let's say an hour 30 minutes maybe 30 minutes this is 30 minutes so you shower for 10 minutes, you dry yourself off, you put on your lotion, you moisturize, you know. Okay, and then if you're a woman, you know, maybe your hair and your makeup, you know what I mean? Like just essentials. If you remove all of that time out, okay, if you remove all of that time out, 
fact, let's do some calculations right here. Because I want everybody to like see this. All right. So what did we say? We said seven hours of sleep. That's how much I get a night. Um, let's say three to five hours, like let's say four hours of eating. Maybe like an hour, an hour exercise, right? And then to get dressed, you know, get dressed and hair, maybe one to two hours. That is like 13 to like maybe 15 hours of trying to get stuff together. Okay. How many hours are in a day that we just discussed? 24 hours in a day. Okay. Which is why I recommend, if I just explain my schedule and this is something like yours, this is why I like to wake up early, just because I have a buffer time in the morning to get things done, okay? Um, so unless your company or your work time operates on a night schedule, you, you essentially have to be up in the morning and be done by the time business hours are done, which is why I would recommend you waking up early. So 13 to 14 hours of just stuff that you gotta do, okay? I'm not even talking about cooking food. I'm talking about eating, sitting down, eating, bathing, cleansing, bathroom time, you know, like just sleeping. Okay. If you have all of this time that you have these things to do, minus 24 hours, okay, that's 10 hours remaining. 10 hours, roughly. 10 to 11 hours, roughly. You are paid for every hour of them. But there are at least 10, maybe 13. 10 is like, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't know how you ate that fast. I don't know how you showered that quickly. I don't know how you exercised that quickly. So we'll just go with the 13. So you're doing 13 hours of things that you have to do in your life. And then there's just 10 hours left. But I'm saying that you have to be paid for all 24 hours. What does it mean when you're doing miscellaneous things like sleeping but you have to be paid for those sleeping hours you know what does that mean that means that you need to find something okay you need to either your job is literally able to make up that amount of money um or you have to find you have to find essentially something that is paying you when you are sleeping which this is kind of going more into like entrepreneurism and passive income and all of that that is to say that if you are working a job if you are working a job let me stand still if you are working a job and you aren't being paid like that amount of like money you need to start arguing for more that is how much your time is worth okay so either you find a job that is somehow able to pay you 2300 times 24 hours a day or at least 10 hours at least 10 hours or how much is a work day like eight hours something like that eight hours so at least at least pay you 23 times 88 hours a day because if not, I feel like you have to reevaluate what you're doing. 
when people take credit for your work, okay, it usually leads to them taking the money as well. So you need to present yourself and present your services as if you are not able to give me credit for my work, which you should really try and all I can say is get receipts, that's all I'm going to say. Hashtag Omarosa. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but <laughs> I'm being really serious. Okay, I'm being really, really serious when I say this. Um, it's just the truth. Okay, so. So. If that is not the case for you, or so they think, hashtag Omarosa, um, you want to... <laughs> you want to position yourself so that you are making more money how do i do that you argue for your services do not let me repeat this and i want you guys to listen to me do not do not do not try and accept a job where they are not going to pay you for how much time this is worth as in you leave let's say you had to do this on your own and you did this as like a freelance thing how much would someone have to pay you to get this done if this company had to outsource because they didn't have someone on deck, how much would they have to pay that person to do it for them? That is kind of the rough ballpark, okay, of how much you need to be trying yourself. So if redoing a whole fucking website, let's say that you had to redesign, you had to come up with a new concept, then you had to import all of their fucking data from their shitty website that they've been working with, okay, shitty, disgusting, Okay, they've been working with that shit for years, and now they want you to kind of get it, gather it, all for them, and then they want you to go ahead and then redesign a full-ass website for them. Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to calculate that amount of money, okay, and you are literally going to times that by how much over time, you know, so let's say you work with them, let's say that you, you're hoping that you can work with them for like a certain amount of like maybe years, um, even though that's not really how the job market looks right now. Most people who work jobs, unless you've been there for like honestly over seven years, you most likely will not remain there, you know. Um, because of some of the problems that I'm mentioning, people take credit for your work, they don't want to pay you enough, they don't want to promote you, they don't want to give you any type of bonus. There's literally nothing, there's no type of progression, there's no work change, there's no project change, nothing. That's why people leave, okay, they're like, well, we need to grow. You know, which I can get in that in another video, but I've already been stalling enough, so let me continue. So, you want to take that amount of how much it would take for them to find someone else. So, let's say they found you, and they said, this person is qualified. It's not that this person is qualified, but this person is good. People have a lot of good stuff to say about you and your work, and your work specifically, because that is what they're trying to hire you on, okay? They find you and you say, well, it's going to take me three months, maybe four, to kind of get this whole thing together. And it is going to cost roughly, roughly $6,000, $7,000. How much time would it take? Obviously, some companies, it's a lot more money, right? So... So you, you want to ask for that much, 
and if they can't pay you that much and you know that you can get your services elsewhere someone will pay for your services elsewhere then I say go elsewhere um, because people gotta put food on the table and to be frank if you're using the 10 hours left of your day to do work that people don't really want to pay you for you know um, it's like it's a lose-lose so like it's like while you're trying to argue about getting jobs and getting opportunities and let's just accept mediocre I mean you're you if, if you know that you can be paid and you will be paid as in you can get clients and you can go somewhere else and be paid more for your work meanwhile you only have 10 hours left in a day like everybody else to kind of get that shit together you know and then of course depending on your job it might fluctuate some people out here working 14 hours like can you even imagine putting in all of your daytime everything that is literally not sleeping shitting and like okay let's say we remove exercise let's say that if you were literally you know it's, it's just like sleeping pooping and eating maybe maybe every all of that other available time is going into a company where they can't even pay you enough. Meanwhile, you could be paid for either more in that time period or just more in general in a shorter time period. I think you can do the same work for more money. Um, in like a five hour period and then have five extra hours in a day. Meanwhile, they're, they're paying you, essentially they had to have paid you two times the amount for you to do it in less the time, okay? etc you know can can you just imagine which is why i just i don't advocate for like accepting anything less okay so i'm hoping i I wasn't sounding too jumbled but i'm gonna end it here and then anything do i have to say i'll just start a new one all right if you have any questions um please email me at the email that i put at the beginning of the video or the podcast it's really tricky, but if you if you listen to the other podcasts, I explain, you know, how to get a project or how to just make your own project or your own opportunities. So and, and, and how to legitimize it, you know, um, so it's not just that you are doing something for yourself, but you are taking yourself seriously enough and taking yourself seriously enough to take your opportunity and your project seriously enough so that other people can take it seriously. OK, OK. So, get paid for your time, keep receipts, okay? This world is not fair. So, like, you need to, like, find a way to kind of get it, like, together. Get it together, you know? Keep receipts of your fucking work, okay? This world is not fair. And at least, even though you kept receipts, you can at least be paid for it as well. So, it's a double win-win. I don't... I, I think, like, all is fair in love and war. Um... <laughs> And that sounds, I hope that doesn't sound petty, but I'm just being really, really honest, okay? Um, the way capitalism is set up, especially for people who are just working at a middle level, that shit is not, it's not, it was not written or meant for you to win in any type of regard, like, at all. Like, it, it was not written for you. It was written for, like, moguls, okay? And it was designed, like, society, at least American society, it was designed in a certain way to make sure that you are staying in a certain type of place, you know, which is why, you know, some of these companies might have issues with, I guess, maybe the, like millennial or like us young people coming out of college and high schoolers and all that, then be, you know, I don't know, I don't know the term, um, uh, 
okay but i'm not getting into that but you know that's why a lot of these workforces you know are having issues with us because we're just like well what the fuck do you want us to do and so some of us not i wouldn't say all of us are all entrepreneurial but you'll hear things of just like we just don't want to do this anymore like it's not even we we don't but we can't do this anymore we can't even pay our bills anymore we can't even like eat we can't even like live life anymore okay um and you know what i kind of want to explain this in another video so i'm just gonna start the new pod start a new podcast and talk about that all right thank you so much for listening if you have any email um questions please email me bye Hi everybody, this is Salai and welcome back to Salai's Corner. So I, the topic, so I want to talk about why you should not send over a proposal to a prospect without qualifying them, okay? I think that is so, so, so important and I feel like a lot of people make this mistake. A lot of people, they're, you know, it, it, the, the, the prospect does not have enough information and then you somehow in the sales process convince them okay great I guess it's time to send you a proposal expected in like three or four days and then you probably get the news that perhaps they say oh well I don't really know if I want to do this or oh well I have to think about this or oh well how much did you say it was cost? you know what I mean it's, it's just fuckery like that and I just want to expand on this and I want to teach you how to avoid this type of problem how to just 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 removing the whole problem altogether because it's I feel a waste of time okay and I think that's the first thing I want to touch on why should you need to qualify why do you need to get rid of this process of not of not qualifying a prospect but then after halfway within the sale and the only reason why I say halfway is because I feel like you didn't sell this properly okay that's why it's halfway it's halfway done you're trying to do a deal that has been halfway explained okay that's why i say halfway it's not really explained to the fullest um extent all right and it's just a waste of time <laughs> it's a waste of time because you get these prospects or potential clients talking about how you know you know they don't know they need to think about it people you know you're, you 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 have finished you, can you imagine like finishing a phone call they're coming into your office after you give your whole spiel after they talk about their problem they have the audacity to talk about they don't even say yes they don't even say no which both are fine okay which i'm, I'm gonna talk about that maybe i'm gonna expand on that whole idea of there's nothing wrong with a prospect saying no or yes it's okay if someone can give you a direct answer because at least you don't, you're not wasting your time. Okay. So, you know, can you imagine bringing in a prospect into a meeting where they're discussing their problem and which you have the solution for only for them at the end of the meeting, you know, they don't have questions. It's not even like they're voicing their concerns as to what is the issue or information that they don't have. They just say, well, I don't know. There was something that happened in that process where either there maybe they think about you know and 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 usually how some people up, up reply is oh I don't know I, I need to think about it and they're like well what do you need to think about is it the money is it this is it that is it you have to explain yourself which looks even worse it's like it's like a domino effect 
which is kind of what I've kind of been touching on in some of my last podcasts, you know, stop taking credit, stop taking, um, stop letting other people take credit for your work because it leads to people taking money for your work. If people are taking money for your work, it's taking away, it, 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 you know, takes away more revenue, more profits that you can use to reinvest back into yourself and your business. It's like a domino effect, a domino effect. And this is the same thing. You don't qualify them, i.e. you don't give them enough information. What you should do with your client is this, you know, before you even meet them, right? Before, like, when you're having the phone call, you know, before you have a final meeting where the, the, the whole meeting where people decide whether or not they want to do it, you need to say, you know what, after this phone call, I'm going to send you more information. I want you to know, I mean, here is the proposal, here are stuff that I usually do, here are some testimonials, here are projects that I've been working on, here are the results that I've had. You need to send them literally every type of like information. They need to know what is up. They need to know what the T is. What is up? You know, let there not be any type of confusion of, oh, well, I'm not even sure what you do. Nah, no, 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 no. A waste of time. Be very careful. Be, be very careful trying to be dancing with the devil. Okay. Be dancing and wasting time like this. It's waste. It's waste. Waste of time. Some people might be like, well, why would I need to do that? The whole entire information I give them in the meeting. No, no, no. By the time you guys finish the phone call meeting and then set up like a physical meeting. So maybe let's say you do this on the phone or something like that. So you have the initial meeting and then you have like the meeting where they say yes, no, you know, which is kind of how you want to keep it. I would rather someone say no to me and then come back and say, you know what? I have reconsidered Uh, at this point. I didn't want this because of my solution and I wasn't sure doing this, but I don't think that at the point in time with my certain mindset saying, you know, no would have been, you know, or saying yes would have been the best thing. So I just said no. Reevaluated our problem and then we just came back to you and we redid this process. I would literally rather someone get their shit together essentially and then come back to me when they think, when they have the urgency to solve the problem that they sought me out for. Me out for. Okay. Okay. Continuing. So whether you have like the initial meeting and then the final meeting is in person or you have the initial meeting on the phone and then the final meeting is like on the phone as well. I don't know how you guys do with your clients, but it's just you need to give them all of the information, all of the information that you think that someone would need. Like think to yourself, like, why would I buy this house? What do you need to buy a house? You want to know, like, how was the how was it architecturally designed? How does it hold up? What does it look like now? Like, what, what, like, you know, why did these people want to move? Why are these former people selling the house? Is the area good? How is the school system? Is this good for children? Is this place good for dogs or cats or whatever? You know, is it for rich people only? You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you ask all of these. This is the sort of information that you're looking for. You look at the decor. How is the renovation? If I wanted to do renovation, how much of it would I need to do? How does the place look right now? What does it smell like? What is the, what is the tea? Like, what is the truth here? What is the tea? What's the truth? That is the type of information that people would need to know before considering, you know what, this house is a nah. This house is a yes. Oh wait, that third one, mm, also no. Fourth one, no. Fifth one, absolutely yes. Let's consider between the two. That is the type of thing that people use to decide, you know, when, when, even like for apartments. How was the fucking management? Let me tell you, like, th- these are like, I- I'm just taking y'all through because I feel like some people, not like they don't believe people when they kind of mention this, but for some reason, there are 
discrepancies in how to handle this and I just don't know why. Because if it's anything else, you're wasting all of our time. I had someone, you know, email me a question about this, which is why I'm making like a, a, a podcast about this because I want to talk to you guys about this. You know, stop wasting your time. Stop letting other people waste your time. I want that if I have a final meeting, they have had all of the information. They know exactly what we do. They have testimonials. In fact, forget me advocating for myself. Let other people advocate for you, which is why you want to make sure you do good business so that people have good things to say about you and your work. You need to be good at what you do, essentially, is what I'm saying. Be good at what you do so that when people talk about you, they can't, what can they say? What, that you tripled their fucking profits by 43%? That you change the whole company, you know, vision. And now you have only one of the, some of the best workers, some of the best employees in the country. Like, no, you want people, you want to do good business. So I, I feel like I also have to kind of say this. If you run bad business, I feel like you just need to start from the ground up. You know what I mean? Like if you run bad business or you don't do good work, then this podcast is not for you. Um, this particular podcast um, audio file is not for you. You need to like, you need to figure out how to put out good product first before you employ these um, tactics. Um, because when it comes time for people to cite your work or to show your results or for other people to show your results and they're not good, that's a that's an L you're gonna take. You're gonna take a loss, okay? So get it together on that end and then you can come back to this podcast, right? So going back, you don't want people wasting your time. You know, think about it. Like think about anything. Why would you buy something? Think about it. It's because you have information. You Maybe you did some research. There was urgency. No hesitation. You knew that if it didn't do a certain type of thing or it doesn't do, it's not, or you don't have enough information, it's just a no. And the people you say maybe to is because something was missing. It didn't have what you maybe would have wanted. And when you paused, right? When you paused to buy it, did you end up buying it? Very few times do we pause and take time. No urgency. Do you go back to the store and buy it? No, most likely no. Like, be honest. Be honest. If there was an apartment that had shady dealings and you're like, you know what, maybe. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Was that, did that, did that apartment end up being top on your roster? No, it didn't even make the cut. It didn't even make the cut. It was like, get rid of this shit. I don't even want to see this on the list. So stop wasting your time, okay? Because it's a full waste of time. For the client, yes, but also for yourself. And I have to say something. I was talking about, you know, what do you say in meetings? How do you do this? So after you've qualified them, know that it is the prospect that should be doing most of the talking in your final meeting, in most of your meetings, because they're describing their problem. So I kind of mentioned that. So it's lack of urgency, lack of information. And then do you really want this problem solved? Do you really need my solution? You have money, you have a problem, and I have your solution. So what is the bridge? What is going, is it that I, it's either that maybe I'm not providing the exact solution that you may want. Something was wrong. And in that case, say no. It's okay to hear no. At least it's up front. At least it's straight, just, just straight up. 
you know, and I and I understand that sometimes there can be variation because someone will be like, well, Salai, what if someone really does want to think about it? What if someone likes a solution, but maybe they don't like it? People, that's, that's a nah. If I like your solution, but your management and the people that are going to be handling and that I'm going to be communicating with, talk to people just anyhow, that's a no for me. That is a no. Hopefully the urgency that I need to solve my problem will lead me to different people who know how to communicate. Being able to be good business isn't just by providing solutions, but everything. It's an encompassing effect. How do you run your business? What do people say about you? Because if you're a jackass, I don't know, like, I'm just saying, like, some of these emotional problems, some of these emotional things can actually interfere with how not only deals are made, but how problems are solved. Because what happens if the prospect says yes, but then they can't communicate with you? Or you can't communicate with the person you're looking for a solution for because they have a bad attitude. That can literally screw up what you guys are trying to do because communication will lack. And how the fuck can you have a lack of communication when doing a solution? Does that even make sense to you? That doesn't make sense to me. So yes, you need to qualify a prospect before, before you shouldn't even say, you shouldn't even be sending any, in fact, this is going to sound really head ass, but like you interview people, ask people questions. What information do you need from me now? Because I'm going to send you information about what we do, what our testimonials are, the types of solutions that we come up with, what we discuss and information that I have on that in terms of my work. And I'm sending that over to you because before we can have any type of final meeting, you need to know exactly what I do. They're going to tell you their problem and you're going to, and that's another thing, Lee, and and I know I've spoken to some people about this, but that's why you kind of want to be an expert in a very specific thing. Stop trying to be too general. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, stop trying to be too general, at least in your marketing. If you have different people that you market to, then separate that, separate those ventures, but don't, don't be a, a singular venture talking about, I do all of these things, have different subsidiaries and market them as such, okay? Like, can you imagine going to the dentist? I forgot where I heard this example. Can you imagine going to the dentist and your dentist, as he's like fixing your teeth, you know, maybe talking about your braces and he, you know, he does this. He starts talking about, well, actually, I can give you like a back massage too. You you want me to do that? I can actually paint your, your, your nails. I can actually do your hair too. And actually, did you say you had a fracture? We could do that right here, right now. I would, I would be scared. I would jump up and leave. Be specific. What exactly do you know how to do and do well? Because your name is dentist, not nail, um, not someone nail technician. If you, if you are a dentist, that is a nail technician, then, then, then have a subsidiary where you have a separate office or like a separate like thing where I am Joey, Joe, Joe something, the nail technician. Okay, so you need to have your niche down. You need to have your niche down. You don't want to be too general. You know, you need to know exactly what types of problems or things that you can do and do well is what I'm talking about. Stop trying to, I know, like, I know, like some people can do a lot of things, right? I know, but like, you need to just be specific. Even like, even like, let me give you a tip. Like if you're a student, you go to college, like resume, you go to a career fair, something. Get your skills together. This whole thing where people were talking about make different resumes for different jobs, that shit is real. If you know how to do varying abilities and varying jobs, let's say you go to a STEM career fair, 
you're trying to do finance. And you know that the amount of skills that you have for finance, finance and software engineering are so much that you would need to break that skill section in two. That is how big that skill section is. You need to make a separate resume, right? Okay. So you need to make sure that your prospect has all of the information before you have a final meeting. Okay. They should know exactly what you do. Like literally like by the time, like by the time a final meeting rolls around, they shouldn't be asking like, what exactly does this person do? Okay. No, 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 absolutely not. They need to know what exactly they can, that you can do and how exactly that you can help them specifically with their problem. They need to know exactly what you can do. Okay. Like none of that, none of that time wasting. It's time waste. It's wasteful. They should also know, you know, what their problem is and how urgent their, their problem is. Because to be honest, if they have all the information and you get to a final meeting, if they aren't urgent enough, then it's a no. Because obviously, like, if they have all the information and, and, and it's not urgent enough, we can already catch, it's a no. If you don't need it, that's a no. If, you know, if whatever else reason that you can't take this deal or work with us, then that's a no. Problem, you know, no more of the problem. Problem solved. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, not like it's mind boggling, but like sometimes I, I guess I got, I just, sometimes I get really confused. Sometimes I get a little confused, you know. Um, Because we don't even buy stuff like that. The same way and how people are successfully able to sell you something. Think about it. Think about it. Let's say you talk with some friends and you're like, well, where do we want to go for dinner tonight? And they say, well, this person, although they have good food, their atmosphere sucks. Cast out. Like, you know, like think about how you guys decide to do things and buy and spend money. There's a certain formula and equation. You know enough about their cuisine. You know enough about their atmosphere. You know how they treat certain people. You know how they don't treat certain people. Cash or card or both. You know the type of environment. You know that the place is heated. You know that they have good drinks. You know that they have good like food appetizers. You know that you can make a reservation for five or six of your friends and you can go there and be like in peace. So like, I'll like get it together, but like, think about it think about it like as a woman like as a girl like I I do a lot with my hair I know exactly what types of products I don't like to use or I know exactly what I want in certain products where I use this on my hair only only I don't like using I don't use shampoos that have sulfate in it that's literally out because I have enough information about what I'm trying to buy I know have enough information about the types of things that will damage my hair or my skin or my teeth, or my feet, or my hands. Types of scents that don't mix mix well with my, like, pheromones. You know, you, you kind of know these things. You know, you have enough information to kind of make a certain type of decision. And if you don't like the decision you made, guess what you do with it? You give it back. As in, it was a no in the end. It was a no in the end. Which most likely comes from lack of information, or you didn't know, which, which once again, it comes back to lack of information. So think about it, you know, how do people successfully sell you stuff? What did you have to have to make that decision? You obviously had the information, you had the urgency, you had the need, they had the solution. 
It was a deal that you wanted. It was a person you wanted to work with. Boom. Boom. Okay, so if you have any questions, if you have any questions into what I described, okay, um, or you just need like a consulting appointment or like, I, or, or your question essentially is going to take more than like five minutes to answer, which even five minutes sometimes, like some of your people's problems, um, wow, I sound like so crass right now. It's, it's just like, I'm in a haze right now, but if you have a problem and you need a specific solution to your specific problem concerning marketing, um, concerning getting a sale communication, um, that's really what I just do. Okay. I do advertising marketing and how to help you with your company in terms of, um, expanding. Okay. As it relates to some of these issues, um, believe it or not, you know, some of you, some of your pro, you know, it doesn't matter at times how good your solution can be, you know, if you aren't able to display, you know, display it properly for people to see, you know, like you ever hear those quotes of like these smart scientists, they, you'll, you'll never hear like some of these clauses and theories they come up with because they can't talk to people. They're bad at communicating with people that aren't themselves in their heads, which is a problem when you're trying to share your ideas with the world. Okay. Some of you, you can't grow. You can't even get series something funding because you don't even know how to pitch yourself. You don't you can't even pitch your company properly, which is a problem problem. You can't even get sales because you don't know how to make a sale. You don't even know how to talk to the people that you need to get the sale from. That's why sometimes I know a lot of people, they ask, well, why does this person have a shitty product? And why is it that they are the people getting, because, because look at how they can talk to people. Their product might be shitty, but they're the only ones that obviously the market is understanding over you guys. They don't understand. They don't understand what you're saying, but they understand what they're saying. And yeah, do you have a better product? Yes. But look at how they are able to communicate with themselves. Look at the confidence. Look at the communication. Look at the advertising. Look at the marketing. And then some of these small, small problems or big, big problems of the product start to wash away. You know, so think about it. You know, these are like, you know, business is not just you know, product, it's, it's, it's literally everything. It's everything. It's an encompassing, you know, entity, you know, that is hard to master, you know? Um, so if you have any questions, you can email me at salizecorner at gmail.com. That is C-E-L-A-I-S-C-O-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. So salizecorner at gmail.com. Let me know if you just, you know, you know, if you have any questions about this or you want me to expand on something or you just need a consultation call, like in general. All right. Have a good morning, you guys. You know, go prosper. You know, go enjoy some sun if you're from the rest coast because the east coast right now is about to be flooded. Um, and I will talk to you guys hopefully tomorrow. <laughs>